Yeah, I'm a realtor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, welcome to Rough Housing Podcast. Woo! I'm Justin Rourke. This is my counterpart, John Pico Baby Martin. Hello. No one typically asks why I call him Pico, but I know. No one's ever asked. He knows. That's fine. Today we are joined by Vivian. Yep. yep. Thank you. I just don't want to mess it up because I like you so much. And uh, her husband, James. James, what's your last name? Keller. James Keller. Not associated oh, with gosh. the big, uh, big royalty He didn't want to go Keller and he didn't want to go Yep, huh? <clears throat> That's okay. I, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's kind of like this kind of like more traditional style. People are keeping their people are keeping their names. My uh, my wife's last name is was Brothers, and it was a cool brother brother. brother. Really like watching, you gotta say it like Macho Man Randy Savage. But uh, <laughs> but she uh, now like years later regrets changing it. And she was like, I might change it back. I'm like, have at it. Go so for I was it. like, I told you, you never had to change it in the first place. So yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I, I think I had intentions to change it, but. I earned my stripes as a yip. You know so what? I'm keeping it. Don't shed hey, the yips. Yips memorable. Yeah, yip like is I memorable. read, I read uh, like a one page, one pager produced by Grace on you, and I was like, oh, yep, that's cool. You know what the funny thing is? I've had people ask me like, oh, how do you pronounce your name? Seriously, it's three <laughs> three letters. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like how? How? I mean, you never know. There could be. He just some, did that too, kind of. Did I? Kind of. Well, you. You asked her if it was correct. I slow played the name. I go, yeah. You did. You did it all right. <laughs> Just like the last year. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, we are excited to be joined by our guest today. They have some uh, special insights into a field and an area of real estate that we're really uh, kind of keen on and wondering what's going on. So we're gonna we're gonna look to y'all to kind of give us some some direction here. I looked at your website. It looks really cool, nice, pristine, very pretty. Um, John, why don't you tell what these people could do for us potentially not 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 the guests you you you, and the, you everybody and the audience. so we want this thing to spread like wildfires please like this channel like our pages if you dig what we're, what you're hearing what we do around here please share it hit the little bell button so that you get notifications whenever we do pop stuff up come on you want to do it let's share the love let's get to see some legs so we can keep bringing it to you like, subscribe, share, and also with our guests as well, look them up, give them business. They're here to help promote their, themselves and, exp and and expose themselves yep. in various Woo. degrees. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my we gosh, are. Vivian. We're gonna have to Ooh, cut the first. Cut the camera too. Cut the camera too. But uh, but uh, please show the love. Make sure you shout them out. Uh, like like everybody. Go to our online. The 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 bigger that we can get, the better. Um, also, I want to let our sponsors know, our future sponsors and present ones. Uh, that uh, not you guys. I was winking on John. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hey, we are looking to keep the lights on. We are more than willing to put your message out there. We can do live reads. We can do pre-taped ads. We can put your logo up. Do whatever the hell you want to do. Um, we want to get you out there, and we want to keep this thing rolling. So we need y'all's help, not only on the exposure part, don't expose yourself, but also the revenue part. Too. Come on, bring it. Lastly, God, we have a lot of skills. I'm so sorry. Lastly, we're gonna say some stuff on this podcast. Some of it's going to be meant to be funny. Some of it's meant for us. Some of it's meant to just keep the conversation going and flowing. Um, not every single thing are we, like, dedicated to. And we may say some stuff that might offend you or some language you don't want to hear. You're going to have to get over that, and you're going to have to make the choice right now whether or not you're going to hang with it. If, you're, if you can't hang with it, get out. Go on, get. Go on and get. Can I have a go on and get from y'all? Go on, go on, get. Go on, get. Go on, get. If you can't hang with it, go on and get. If you want to hang out with us and and take this as a conversation with some value, then then relax. Then let's hang out. 
That's What's it. Saying? Spiel's over. Cool. Spiel ended. Yeah. We try to do that, but still, uh, we hit, we post uh, clips online, and but we put juicy clips online because if you put mundane clips online, no one's gonna pay attention to you. Gotta and have people have already cherry picked the like juicy clips and be like, "You guys have called us out, jerks." We're like, "Dude, did you even watch it? Would you watch it, please?" Oh, yeah, <laughs> watch like, it subscribe. first. So, um, James, would y'all would you tell us kind of what y'all what you're into? What your introduction? Yeah, please tell us more about y'all. Yeah, so um, so we started uh, our real estate journey about uh, almost six years ago, and we were both in corporate world, you know, doing the daily grind, and kind of tired of it. And she was like, you know, Vivian was like, "Hey, why don't we, why don't we flip a house? Like, let's let's get out of our comfort zone here a little bit." <clears throat> um, I have experience with uh, with construction uh, from my past life, and built a couple homes. And uh, we uh, basically got into it. So we went on to um, one of the local uh, wholesale sites, found a house that we thought was had some meat on the bone, and jumped in and uh, basically did all the work on the first one ourselves. You yeah. Know, and squeaked out a little bit of profit. It's that um, learning curve, though, we were talking about. Yeah, it like, was. It was you... like, but it was enough. To be like, right, we made a little money here, you know. Like, yeah. let's let's try this again, you know. We did the next one and made a little more money as we got a little smarter and just kept kind of got the wheels rolling and we got. I think we did our first seven, both with full time jobs. Right? No shit. Aye, yeah, yeah, and two kids. Right. Oof. It was. Congratulations. Ab, you know, yeah. Thank you. More we're, kids than now, or, or do no, you have more? Just no. Two. Just okay. two. Oh yeah, we're we're done. Holding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, two Kids be gone. Number. Yeah, we got lucky, boy and a girl. Nice. So we, uh, so after you know, I think the seventh one, I finally was just like, you know what? Like, I'm making more money doing this than I am on my corporate gig. Right. I think I should focus on it. Let's let's go for this. So, so that's what we did. So I uh, I left my job and started doing it full time, and. And then at that point, so I'm I'm flipping, and I'll kind of hand it to Vivian, kind of what happened to her and, and how she got to this point. Um, so you fell first. I, I fell first. You fell first. Yeah, because I was doing a lot. You know, I was on the ground. Did yeah. y'all have your license at all, or was it just how were you yeah. acquiring these like off market? Yes. Well, yeah. So we did uh, most of them off market, but we were also well, finding golden nuggets on the MLS. Well, we did we did several that we got from MLS. So so uh, and you, did y'all have any background in like writing contracts, or was this kind of like you dove head first? Let's 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 mess with these four. Forms, put, plug and play, put the data in where, where we think it needs to go and yeah, the, hope for the best. Yeah, the first one, we kind of, you know, hope for the best and just kind of went for it, you know, kind of just blind, jumped in, let's let's do this, you know. And then uh, one of our neighbors, our friend, and now my broker, uh, she she listed it for me. Okay. Because you, you can't sneeze in this city without, right, you know, projectiles sneezing oh, hey, onto a oh, real hey, estate agent. Yeah, yeah, And uh, but she was actually she was a mentor for us as well. So Good. she she flipped and whatnot. And so she helped us along the way with some contractors and stuff. And and she was like, I don't know why you're having me sell your homes for you. You just need to get licensed. Yeah. Like there's there's no sense in you paying me three percent 
to list your home when you can be doing it yourself. So at the beginning, you, you were not licensed. And Number then, one, I was not. And Number then you two, got rolling. I was. Yeah, because yep. then you see the leverage yeah. piece on it. It's yeah. like, I, you know, I don't, I don't ever understand why, why someone would not do that. I mean, there's, there are some liabilities. Like whenever I flipped the one I was telling you guys about, it, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be the listing agent because I knew too much about it, you know? Mm-hmm, so I was right. like, I don't want the disclosure piece to come in the way. But, uh, you know, and we, we can talk about that later. Sorry to, to hijack your story. But no, I, I was I, that was one thing that kind of s- struck me was like, I always want to know, you know, when you get into this kind of stuff, on the flipping side there are methods that you don't have to have a license but it, i just there's so much benefit in getting totally it. and i think really one of the big benefits is like especially in this kind of market having the keys to access any home that looks yeah. like a good deal and be there first mm-hmm. you don't have to wait for an agent to take you to go and see a property that might look like a good deal you can just access it yourself well yeah i mean that's 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 one of many but the, the big piece is like leveraging the commission to help you financially it's like you know you Absolutely. can you can dangle that wave it throw yeah. it at their faces i've done that several times people to get you don't get do license <laughs> just so that way they can they can understand that it's so it's kind of like an underpinning of a lot of our like modern society if you own a restaurant or you own a business or you're doing leasing or you're pick or you're buying something for yourself like there's so much knowledge to kind of be imparted there um that I, i'm just like it's it's kind of good information to have even i mean there, there's all elements marketing there's business there's finance there's uh i mean construct i mean it it touches everything that's why we're here for the rough housing podcast sidebar i love how everyone in uh, real estate, and James did this just a second ago. Everyone in real estate talks about their 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 past origin story in the form of like a um, what's those Joe Rogan peyote trips he talks about ayahuasca. Like our, our, yeah, our our journey. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is where I found myself pre ayahuasca, post ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> it's everyone's everyone's going. It's always it's always so spiritual. I think it's. I think Have you it's guys kind ever of done ayahuasca? Of, no, but I have a buddy of mine who went on the whole deal. He did it. They did peyote. They did ayahuasca. Yeah. He said it was fucking wild, dude. I know a guy that's done it 15 times. Whoa. And he can still talk and he's like, with Yeah, he said it was life-changing for him. I've heard that. It didn't make him any happier. Really? I I feel like there's insight, but I'm not sure if that's going to change the environment. Maybe it's going to change internally, but I feel like the external environment's still going to still going to be there. Maybe remove yourself. I've, I've heard of people making big life decisions afterwards. But I don't know about the happiness part. I feel like that's. that's I would do it. I mean, just, I think it's one of those deals where it's like it's worth it. You know, before I die, emotions. I wouldn't mind checking it out. You yeah, know? I've, I've taken a few trips and didn't leave the farm, but not Iowa. <laughs> yeah, 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 same, same, same. Yeah. I just that that one's next level. You know, I've never done anything where I needed like a you know like a babysitter like to like make sure I'm not gonna you know swallow my tongue. Maybe I don't know. Like, but I guess my, you need it with that. Yeah, you yeah, do. You need, you a, need like a you need a watcher or a guy the watcher the watcher. Is anyone watching What If? No. I've always no. I watched What If before. What if, you're just now watching What If? I've never even heard of it. It's phenomenal. It? So it's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's an animated it's an animated um, uh, series about different perspectives of like the Marvel MCU. So like each episode is like What If. Captain America was a woman and then it like has the whole episode is what it is and like going through it's like the multiverse almost and so it kind of paves the way for these different multiverse huh. of different different parallels of what we're used to seeing in the in the, in the Marvel it was I thought it was brilliant the first However, couple episodes it's, were slow it's narrated it's narrated by the, the watcher. watcher yeah this this omnipotent being who sees through the multiverse and just in the comic books he's always this narrator narrator on the side in this uh it, instead of it being these like 
episodic vignettes mm. of like, oh, we're gonna do like, what if Doctor Strange was was evil or something like that. <laughs> Eventually, t- towards the end of the series, they all start to tie in yeah, together the, to make a bigger, the, a bigger plot line. So it's the it's end was phenomenal. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, I forget how we got on this thing. But right, we're derailed. What so. if derails? I want to hear from right. Patty. What, what, what if we Marvel stayed again? on the course here and, and yeah, did it? What so if we asked so you're, you're the flipping homes. You bailed out of corporate world. You're still grinding, right? right. You're in your old. Yeah, the, the, I couldn't leave my job because I had this. Great job at Apple. Yeah. I worked in operations for almost seven years. I had all the benefits. I had the restricted stock units. Mm-hmm. I was getting bonuses and it was hard. The health benefits, you know, that was. Shit, was the damn to... cafeteria at that campus. I mean, you know. I heard it's not that good anymore. Well, I I went but to one of I them did, a while back. I did was... have the freshman 15 yeah. when I started. I mean, there. this is a good thing. I got shit everywhere for y'all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've... it was hard to leave. Hard to leave for sure. Which, uh, what, what was the best food on the campus? Is it like kind of like your kid's it's cafeteria? It's like no. sp- everyone looks so forward to pizza day and spaghetti in the seven, day? Almost seven years that I was there, I went through three iterations of what the cafeteria was because we were in one building, then we shifted to another building, and then off to a new building. And honestly, I think like the first building was the best because we would have like Ethiopian food one day, mm. we would have Moroccan another day, oh. or like Japanese another day. I mean, my favorite was when they had they had rack of lamb with risotto. Oh yeah, yeah, but that was like, like eight bucks. Cafeteria number two. Yeah. Like by the time cafeteria, <laughs> cafeteria number three came along, you know I was fat and happy, and I just had to stick to the salad bar. Yeah, you kind of kind of like a golden corral after yeah. a certain kind, yeah. kind of. It gets it's old, not attractive yeah. anymore. Well, you know, then it hits the waistline. So oh. yeah, maybe yeah, maybe careful. having that that tangible that you know so much food in in reach is kind of like uh, when you're staying in the dorms freshman year or something like that, yeah. and the food halls right next to you're like this could be a problem. But it wasn't free. Right. Yeah. It's not like Google but, or. But it was yeah, affordable. I had, a, I had a client that worked at Indeed, and I would go to the Indeed campus, and it was wild, man. He'd be like, "You want to come for lunch?" And I'd be like, yeah, "Absolutely." And you know, there's like these little segments. It's almost like, like this journey through Earth and like the different regions of in continents. It's like they had, you know, everything mapped out. There was like little Italy over here. It was like little China over there. It was like all kinds of cool little things. Barbecue. Yep. And like not to mention the the coolest thing, which I'm a huge coffee cold brew nut. Cold brew on tap would be dangerous for me. I think I would just live off cold brew. Oh, well, we had a smoothie bar, we had a coffee bar, we had acupuncture, dentistry, uh, and anything massage to keep therapy. You there. What about those little pods? Like those, like I don't know. I'd... Hey, Gary Keller, you could take a little uh, take a little page out of that playbook. We could definitely use some acupuncture and <laughs> yeah. smoothie bars. Are you making your own smoothies? Or you're asking. No, no, they them? they have them there. Right, well, There's a gym, some... personal training, yeah. yoga classes. I've always thought that we needed washing machines in the gym here that would keep <laughs> nice. keep agents humming and running and humming. Anyways, Apple wasn't working. What happened? It was working until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Right? I, you know, we were doing, we we're seeing success in house flipping and real estate in general. We're starting to accumulate a little bit of wealth from flipping and then learning how to keep the properties. Like, if you've never read the book Tax Free Wealth, highly recommend it. Okay. Really changed the way we started looking at investing because when you have a W 2 job and you're flipping houses, not only are you paying taxes on your W 2, you're now paying taxes on your earned income mm-hmm. from flipping houses. So we were like, okay, let's start figuring out how to keep inventory, uh, keep our properties. Um, and then the pandemic happens and I took on a new role, <coughs> launching iPhone 12s. The kids are at home for the summer. They have nobody, nowhere to go, no camps, nothing to go because everything was shut down. All they had were their iPads. I've got tons of mom guilt. I'm trying to launch this iPhone through 
supply chain issues globally, and my hair fell out. My hair fell out in a matter of like. Oh, during 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 COVID at home. Oh wow, stress induced or? I believe it was stress induced because I really didn't leave the house at that time. You know, I hadn't even gotten COVID yet. Like, how do I even get COVID if I was home all the time? Right. And my hair fell out in about eight weeks. Wow. Mm And sometimes you just look at yourself in the mirror and you say, like, okay, this is how stress is happening to me. And I never really understood stress until... This is how it manifests, yeah, right? Well, yeah. This is how it shows up in me. Wow. Yeah. So once it started happening, you were like, I've, was there a road to, like, I've got to make a change? Or this is looking, this is looking too, too advantageous? Like, how, how, hard, how hard was that decision to leave the corporate world? Because I've often thought of... Not often. Let me pull that back. I play the. I think that's where we got the what if game. Yeah. What if What if Justin chose corporate world versus real estate world? And I feel like going from corporate to being self employed to being self employed has way more advantages. I, I don't know if I know of a lot of people who go from self employed to corporate very easy. Like what 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 decision making process was that yeah, for you? Yeah, I think my what if is like what if we didn't start doing real estate investing a couple years prior to me losing my hair because mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people they never take on a hobby like an income producing hobby and if they if I had you know lost my hair and I had not taken on this income producing pro- uh, hobby I would have been in a very very different place I would have been stuck I would have been trapped but because we'd already started flipping houses we're getting a lot of confidence in securing off market deals and even finding golden nuggets on the MLS it gave me confidence that, you know, I can do this. And I had to change my mindset to start believing that staying on my job where I was really unhappy was actually keeping me from making more money. Mm. Yep. You got to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. You got to change your mindset that your job is keeping you from making more money that you could potentially do. And honestly, in 2021, like we rocked it. Yeah. We bought, so it was hot. Austin market was hot. We were able to buy stuff off market and add value to them and increase our net worth by seven times. Nice. That's awesome. Are y'all are y'all still f- working through the wholesalers or are y'all now hanging out at the county courts court uh, county court steps? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, uh, all of the above. So Actually, I shouldn't ask you all. Secret sauce is probably foul play. On yeah, it's you know, not for everybody. Generally, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when the market went crazy. Like it was impossible to find anything flip on the MLS. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Like it was just you know, paying thirty percent over asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you had to pay hundred K just to get a lip like a pig <laughs> with lipstick. Yeah, on, yeah, like, frankly. yeah. It was it was impossible, you know. And everybody and their dog thought they wanted to be a flipper at that point. Oh know? yeah. And so we started finding more um, through some wholesalers uh, to some extent, but even then they got a little bit greedy. You know, um, they you know it used to be it was like a lot of more first come first serve. Like hey, here's the price, and then they started going to this. Hey, give us your your best and final oh, on a yeah. wholesale deal, mm-hmm. you know, and it became difficult. So, we started finding more nuggets just, um, uh, you know, through mar- you know networking. And one of our best ones ever, she found on a Facebook group. Uh, no shit. She saw on a Facebook group that somebody had uh, said, "Hey, does anybody know a good agent or somebody maybe want to buy my house?" You know, we're trying to get rid of it. And so she messaged this girl, was like, "Hey, like we buy homes for cash." And it was down in Hayes County, five acres down in Bear Creek. Oh shit! And and we got a good deal on it. Yeah. And it worked out really well. And that was just her just happened to see somebody post on Facebook and just send a message. You know what train? What training are y'all 
taking for this? Because I heard the, uh, what, what was the book you said? Tax-Free Wealth? Tax-Free Wealth. Tax-Free Wealth. And then, mm-hmm. so you, you guys can come about this educa- education in some way. It sounds like, is someone licensed here now? Both yeah, both now you're licensed. Yeah, we both, both are now, yeah. Both yeah. are licensed. But, this is, but you guys were doing this pre-license, right? Or you won pre-license, one then you point. got one it. That's what I, was I just got licensed. licensed last year. Nice. Oh, congratulations. Okay. Um, it, I'm wondering how much of this was like, hey, let's try a couple of these strategies, such as the uh, the there was the house flipping strategy of the we buy ugly houses signs on the side of the road. You can mm-hmm. write it yourself so that way it doesn't look like a gimmick or something like yeah. that. Is that y'all? Do y'all do that? We don't. Okay, yeah. I want to... Do y'all know who does? I want to find out who yeah. is leaving these, uh, who's perpetually leaving these signs out it, here. It's generally going to be, uh, can I name drop? Uh, we can always bleep it. Have a name it? drop it. We can always bleep it. You know, like, we can always I've be, called them before. I know who it is. Well, I mean, some of them are New Western. Is this some a some New Western Trident? Yeah, Net Worth. Is that where yeah. they're getting this yeah. from? Yeah. They're, they're the ones. And, and those signs aren't actually written out. They just look like they're written. They just yeah. look yeah. like they're written. Yeah. 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 Well, what about the real estate investor uh, protege or apprentice or whatever I see on on these things like make 20K a month? I'm like... Wait a They're, second. What do you got? What do you got? Like I'm probably trying to sell what, uh, what else do you yeah, have to do besides real estate yeah. to make that? Yeah. Honestly, the best marketing tactic I did, which unfortunately the company went out of business, was doing Facebook marketing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like this was in 2021. I'd signed up with a company that's now out of business because their business model failed. But I spent $24,000 on marketing just doing Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And we got tons of leads, but three leads generated $120,000 in profit. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. One of them was a wholesale deal where, you know, I was able to make 80, was $86,000 in 31 days. And just by, just by signing it, like flipping it that way? Just I whole, bought whole, it. Were you doing the wholesaling yeah. yeah. game? Wholesale. No, no. Wholesale? No, explain. Wholesale. Explain so to this couple, everybody else but me. Yeah, this couple, <laughs> they were, they had a rental property. They wanted to free up some cash to help their kid uh, with some personal expenses and they didn't want to list it on the MLS because they had a property manager that had forced them to sign that says that if they were to sell it on the market, they have to pay, they have to pay him yeah. 6%. Yeah. And they're like, we don't like this guy so much that we don't want to give him another penny. And they liked working with me and they said, you know, we, we'd rather just sell it to you. So actually I gave them a very, very fair market value uh, minus a little bit because it was in great condition. Mm-hmm. It was like a 20... 17 new build in Gerald, right? At the time, it was only a few years old. And so I bought it for them, paid cash for it. I ran an ozone machine because it smelled like pets in there. I took some pictures on my iPhone. I listed it the next day. Four days later, I had, what, five offers? And I listed it for 239 and I sold it for like 270 something. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So. so- so turn yeah. We turn, listed it on the market. That's wholesale. Yeah. Okay. You buy something that's in great condition already. Right. You buy it off market or, or a good deal, and then you just flip, flip it. it. You don't do anything to it. You just put Was it. Was right that Sonterra in Gerald? It's in Sonterra, Gerald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bought a investment home there. I was with some clients that were. It was during COVID, probably in the same community. They were wanting to buy a house for their parents because they were moving from Chicago, actually. 
and I was over there looking at the numbers. They were like, you know, in the high, you know, 190s. And I was like, this, the sales rep was like, dude, people are renting these things out for like 15, 1600 bucks. And I started doing the math on the, like the yeah. numbers on it. I was like, I fucking want one. So I bought one with them. So, and that shit was bananas. I could have flipped it probably a year, which I probably should have and dumped it for like 250, but didn't do it. Oh, I think they went as high as 368. Oh yeah. Some of them were over threes. But they well, come there, back down now. There was a, there was a talk for a while back then that Disney was moving a, a campus yeah. to Gerald and that, that whole area. Disney which, ain't doing shit now. Yeah. <laughs> Disney has run their thing into the ground. Yeah. They're hemorrhaging money. Have you heard about all this? Sorry to deviate, but have you heard about all the? I, I just listened to this the other day. They're now like looking to possibly sell ESPN, and it's also giving NFL like. Well, they bought access. everything. I mean, they like, bought every. They bought everything. Why? I don't want to like reference went, the uh, went South woke. Park. Yeah, went woke, went, crazy, went, crazy went, woke. Have you all seen the South Park where they where they rip on Disney? For, no, no. And basically, Car- they somehow in a in another what if multiverse, Cartman turns into the D D D E I uh, person at Disney, and and he was like, uh, put a woman in it, and make it gay. It was basically like the the only tagline. <laughs> oh, we have we have the new uh, Mandalorian movie. They're like, he's like. Put a woman in it, make it gay, like something, something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's just like repetitive line yeah. over and over, and basically like slowly, like Disney's just like crumbling right now, and they're like, like ESPN's a powerhouse, ABC's Huge. a powerhouse. Like, how are you, how are you running this thing into the ground, and how are you like losing out? Like, you've got, you've got, so, you've got so much bedrock with with Disney. Like, it just seems. Crazy, but yeah, no, we don't have a we don't have a Disney campus. They didn't move to Texas. That would have been awesome. Yeah, they're now going to like Frisco or something like that, right? Is that what I heard? I don't know. I did lost. Yeah. Who knows? They probably, they don't have money, but they but they also bought. They're also trying to buy Hulu. Sorry for everybody. I'm recanting all the all the economics podcasts I watch and listen to. But they're also in the middle of buying Hulu, and they have like a, I think that there's some degree of debt on it. So mm. they're cash poor. They're their woke movies aren't making anything. They're now having to give up their. They're now having to give up the assets that they do have to pay for the debt that they have. So in order to not default on Hulu, they may end up having to sell ESPN, and, the, and a possible likely likely purchaser could be like the NFL because recently I think the NFL shopped out one of their games to Peacock. Yeah, they did. It was the it was first playoff game, and, they, and, they, and everyone, it was this like, last weekend. Yeah, they and everyone made a whole bunch of money. So like, it's, it's broadcasting possible that, that NFL crazy. may just get their own. They already have the NFL Network, but it's possible that they may just go ahead and acquire it. Go tell you networks. Go woke, get broke. Yeah, go yeah. woke, you get broke. <laughs> it's not go the woke, best. Bi- it's not the best business strategy, and, and I and I debate on whether it's not the best social. Didn't some beer company policy. go woke recently too? And they're they kind of uh, Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. Yeah. Yeah. They got slammed for like a year. Yeah, they completely they completely ignored their customer base, and 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 they could have. Here's the thing, this is something back in the day. Stay neutral, stay yeah. neutral, and keep your keep your nose out of everybody's business. And you might be okay. You don't have to like take a stance. Yeah, yeah. Way. really. It's, it. There's no obligation to, to have like, to take a stance. It's yeah, the they're like, we want to get rid of the uh, the the frat boy. That was the the you know, the thing. Like, we want to get rid of like the frat boy like mentality or whatever we have in this organization. Like, that's your customer. Those yeah. are your, those are people buying your 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 yeah. your alcoholic swill. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not. Sorry, but I, I don't know. If Bud Light's going to be sponsoring us anytime soon. <laughs> Maybe they but might need to. I I, I prefer local beer businesses yeah. in general. Suds Monkey, what's up? Um, 
don't have to bleep that. But anyways, <laughs> I think it's I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a little bit different place for Disney, and I don't know what that means. But we still, regardless of of Disney, there's still all the like billion dollar chip plants that are supposed to be uh, making their way over well, here that, pretty soon. That I thirty five corridor is just inevitable. I mean, from north the to south, I thirty five corridor. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, shit, Gerald. I mean, when I was a kid, the only thing that Gerald was known for was the damn tornado that ran through it. There's nothing out there but farmland. And there's now, still nothing out there. I don't know why anybody lives there. There's no supermarket. There's anywhere. still some pods though, but it's close. It's a good. It's an afford. It's like the Kyle Buta of old. It's like compared mm. to like Georgetown and Round Rock and all those, you know, more bustling areas. Is. It's like you can live on the outskirts affordably and still get into those marketplaces. There's so, zero commercial. Which, which People are having to go to Georgetown, which even in But Georgetown that's how Com Buta was. There wasn't shit. When South Park Meadows was a concert venue, people that lived in Kyle, per se, it was the same equidistance to like South Austin. South yeah. Austin didn't have the expanse back then either. So it was probably even further than what you know today. But that it will all fill in. It's just in, it's inevitable. We're all The bubble will grow to get there. It's like just... Kyle and Buda went crazy when everything was going crazy like everything else did. But, I mean, that whole line from South Austin all the way to San Antonio, it's just it's it's going to all kind of sector off and fill in. New Braunfels is going crazy. So same yeah. thing's happening up north, you know, pretty much from Austin to Waco, I would imagine. Yeah. Over the next 20 years, it'll be gangbusters. What was that town we were at recently uh, up by um, when we went to Yale and the lake house? Oh, Belton. Belton? Belton's crazy. What's Belton that little town where, where we had dinner? Oh, that was a that, cool town. Salado. Salado, yeah. yeah. Oh, Have you guys been up there? It's just Salado before Law. Temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Salado is popping. It's, 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 it's the new temple. Yeah. Totally. It's yeah. so but, nice. But is, the, is, the, is the road construction done? I swear they've been working on the roads for 20 years. Uh, <laughs> it is not? Forever. Forever and always. <laughs> it, it, That's it, I-35. It, it's like, like we talk about forever wars, forever highways. What are you guys building? What are you doing? Why are we always going down to one lane whenever, like... I, I, my family, my uh, wife's family is in Missouri, and so we always take I thirty five up, and we go there at least. We go to my wife's family's place at least two or three times a year. We love to road trip. Every single time, it's always down to like one lane, and and it's it's like, what are y'all, what are y'all building here? Yeah, you look at the the south off, you know, one A three, the new uh, extension going down the airport. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I got that done in six months. Yeah, it was, it's and it's great. It has made such a difference. Oh yeah, such yeah. a difference. Yeah. It's huge. Um, I I don't want to I don't want to derail, but I want to go back to Vivian because we got to we got to the hey we start we you started to make this you started to make your switch I think I've, I've read I read a little bit about you before we got here so I'm excited to talk about the this next phase but um, you started doing your flips yeah and then what because you have because you now have a, you have another element of your business as well yeah so we started doing the flips we started keeping some of the properties I had a short term rental in Round Rocker number six flip and that. That, I wanted to get back into hospitality because when I was 17 years old, I worked at a hotel and I loved it. And I always thought I'd own a hotel, but how do you own a hotel when you're just kind of getting started? So it's not about what you can't do, it's about what you can do. So mm -hmm. I ended up turning a property into a short-term rental. And it did great until the pandemic happened. Do you guys have short-term rentals? We don't. We don't, we don't, do, short, we don't do short-term. Okay, so for those people that have been doing short-term rentals since 2019, You'll know that when the pandemic hit, no matter what your cancellation policy was, Airbnb would cancel your reservations for you on your behalf if the guests couldn't fly, felt sick, didn't feel like traveling, wedding plans canceled, whatever it was, they would cancel the reservations and then I would be left without reservations. So I thought I need to pivot, do something different. 
a friend of mine said, well, what about travel nurses? Why don't you give that a try? Your husband's an agent. Put on the MLS for a 30 day stay to see what happens. I ended up getting a booking for uh, a family that was building a home. They moved from California. They were building a house in Leander. My house was in Round Rock. Another family, or sorry, a team of construction crew came in from Dallas. They were doing something in Pflugerville. So they booked that for seven months. And I was like, I think this is like maybe an extended stay is something that is a market that no one's tapping into. I agree. I don't, I don't think it is. Right. And then I started losing my hair. And then oh, I started that's... thinking my exit, like, what am I going to do to get out of my job? By that time, the market was on fire and I wasn't loving that neighborhood where that house was. So I was like, James, let's just sell it, free up some cash. That way we can figure out what the next steps are. At that point, I had no idea what we're going to do. Like, I just figured if I have some money in my pocket, you know, we we, we bought it for 185 sold it for 348 There you go. Right? Off market. And... Put the money in the pocket, and then we just wait, we we just scoured for deals. Ended up getting, what was it, six off market deals that summer, mm-hmm. right in twenty twenty one, which is pretty hard to do off market. Absolutely. And we just turned them into midterm rentals, and then everybody started knowing that I have midterm rentals. All the realtors would call me. I have a client that's relocating. Do you have somewhere? Or I've, you know, someone needs something in South Austin. And I realized I was having all these leads, but I didn't want to buy properties in South Austin. I didn't want to buy properties in, or couldn't afford to buy properties in Terrytown. Right. Um, just, I was like, well, what if I just built a network? So I built a network. I built a brand so that we can try and build this consistent experience in these extended stays. And that's what I'm working on right now. I built my own platform, Corporate Rentals USA, and... That's badass. Putting the word out there, you know? I, I saw the website, and I saw that mention. I was like, that is... I, uh, you could even see what direction you went with it, which I don't think everyone's. Well, I don't think everyone's trying to do, and yeah. and I, I it looks untapped. I'm sure there's players out there. That suggests we might have you on, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> but um, I, but I thought I thought it was such a interesting thing. We keep getting asked for it, and we, the times that we get asked for like mid midterm rentals, which yeah. let's let's just clarify this for for the, any late late people although i think we're more industry here than than not but um short term would be anything less than 30 days right 29 to 29 anything less than 29 days anything between 30 days and eight Onward. months yeah 30 days and eight months is probably considered a mid mid midterm yeah uh nine nine months or more it's probably gonna be con- nine months or more it's probably gonna be considered long term and yeah. there could you can always play with those edges but when we're, we're playing with funny terms here but for anyone curious that's what we mean yeah. when we're talking about the mid the midterm game is like what happens when you're going to be here but airbnbs are too expensive to rent out per month uh and you don't want to commit to a full year because you because you don't have because you don't have that possibility and so there's basically like a hole that people kept falling into and having to beg yeah. to have to to get access to these things so i imagine the because they're still less than a year these need to be furnished i'm assuming right you talk mentioned hospitality and all those yeah. other things it's still going to look like a short-term rental yep. but have so what what's the value there i guess people are going to see uh, price decrease as opposed to being like short term for like a weekend That's or something like that. Too. Yeah, I mean, if you were to price a, a short term rental times thirty days, yeah, it'll be, be outrageous. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. So I think, I think the sweet spot is somewhere between twenty five to thirty five percent discount off the short term rental rate, but you're still getting all the services of a short term rental. You're still, you know, coming into a home that has hospitality. They can you can schedule cleaning once a month. Um, 
you know, all the utilities are included. So it's oh, so you so there's not transference turnkey. Do no. you um, is are in are utilities included or are utilities built? It depends on the host. All the Hestia homes that we have, the utilities are included. All your lawn care is included. So I have like 130 to 100, I've lost track now, but 130 to 140 properties on my website. Wow. Whoa. And that's all, awesome. And they're all, their homes, I don't own all of them, right? Mm-hmm. But they're all hosts that I've attracted to come on board to experience the branding, that the brand advantages. And I'm taking that brand and bringing them to the relocation companies that are looking for good quality homes. I'm bringing it to the insurance companies that are looking for good quality homes for people that have lost their homes from a flood or a fire or water damage. So, like, we just had this freeze that happened a few days ago. Probably, right. got, probably got a boost in maybe occupancy. no, well, not yet, but maybe in Soon. like ten days or so. Once they figured out the insurance, they might be able to move out of their house where their home is being fixed. Mm-hmm. And so, what's what's the average timeline of a of a lease for that scenario? I mean, what are you looking like on average? I would say for midterm rentals. A about two months to six months is the average. And is there a diminishing return if it goes past six months? Or, I mean, could you keep them in there for as long as you want and still I'll, get the margins? I'll let them stay in as long as they want. Yeah, as long as they want. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there isn't any... not a problem. Yeah, I right? guess there isn't any, like, downfall to having them roll there and keep keep going. But yeah. um, So, you so nomenclature, you used uh, hosts. So are you still appealing to that Airbnb model versus saying, hey, they're landlords and hey, I'm I'm acting as property manager and I'm what uh, I'm going to make decisions on your behalf or do the ho- do the host still have a lot of degree? Oh, of no, no, the host still has pretty much full control of their property. When we onboard them, we get an idea of what they want their monthly rate to be. And we'll depending on seasonality and whatever, we'll negotiate the rates on their behalf. OK. Yeah. So the, the host still has full control. They still tour the property with a guest if that's necessary. Like a lot of insurance guests, they want to see the property first mm-hmm. right. to make sure it meets their standards. Our goal is to have that insurance guest say yes the first time. Right. I don't want them touring a bunch of properties. Uh, I want the house to be so nice that they say, yes, let's do it because I love this home. And actually, we have people that tour 10 properties and they finally come see one of our properties. They're like, yeah, this is the home I've been waiting for. Nice. Isn't it funny how, how when you pepper in like some degree of quality and gems, I haven't forgotten about you, buddy. We'll bring you no, back. It's all good. You just jump in whenever you feel hot. Um, but um, isn't it funny how uh, how when you pepper in a degree of quality into what you're doing and that you care about what you're doing, yeah. that things start to change versus like everything else. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, this looks great. This, you know, there's, there's paper towels here. There's all these other, like everything's nice and neat and buttoned up. And, yeah. and if you, that hospitality aspect, that hotel quality like people tend to people tend to turn on to that. I think that's one thing that got John John and me into uh, long term uh, management was because we we saw the need toward service and hospital not hospitality because we don't we don't run it that way but um, just just that care and quality. Like yeah. I care about what this is going to look like. I care about what each property goes, what each property looks like when we yeah. put it put it up or list it or book it or do whatever. It, it's fun. It's funny how much that can make a big difference versus your competition that you were mentioning just a second ago. Yeah. So sure. well, so do you? I guess you quarterback and tee up all the services for each house that's under your umbrella, or how do you? How do you maintain keeping them clean? Do you have all the vendors that do that for every host that comes to use your service? Yeah, so we don't just let anybody become part of our umbrella. We pick hosts that already have at least a year of experience. They have great reviews on Airbnb. So they already know what they're doing. And then we overlay that with what we call a SOP, a standard operating procedure of 
what the cleaning entails, how you organize your cabinets, what your linens should look like and feel like, going through your towels to make sure they are white and pristine. Um, you know, we on our insurance guests, they, they pay a little bit more money because the, the businesses are paying for them. So we try, you know, if, if and when the budget allows, I try to get them to get all new towels, all new sheets. That way they come into a fresh experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and so I guess you're kind of like the property manager then at, at the, that I'm case. really the marketing arm. Okay. I'm just marketing. I'm I was not... going to ask about that. Like, So are they reaching out to you for repairs? No. No. Okay. That's still the host. Yeah. So are you, so are you getting any monthly management income or are we talking mainly about booking fees booking fees okay. so booking there's a fee? membership gotcha. fee right mm. there's a membership fee that because it, it costs us money to onboard them it costs us money to go and market this brand right. mm-hmm. um, and then on top of that you know we don't just take your money and say okay thanks you know you paid us your, your membership fee and see you later mm-hmm. but we charge a booking fee to keep us motivated to work on behalf of the owner keep us driving the leads yeah. and, and bringing in the business. So you are the Airbnb? Uh, I don't like to work, uh, we don't We don't work so much directly with consumer, we, we try to work mostly with businesses. Okay. Because honestly, I feel like the average consumer doesn't care about these finer details. Right. Whereas the businesses, they want their business to look good, and when their business puts their client in a good business, it makes their business mm-hmm. look, look great. That's cool. It's kind of like realtors. You would never just refer someone to another realtor just for the sake of knowing them. You want to vet them. Absolutely. Make sure mm-hmm. that they're, you know, good good realtors before you go and make that referral to because they're trusting you with your Absolutely. opinion, right? It's it's a business to business connection, which yeah, I yeah. which I often think is a little bit easier cuz it's not so much that you're you're tap dancing and being a flash in the pan, it's that you have to have, like the subst- the substance is going to get vetted out because if you're in business, you're going to want, like you said, you're going to do your due diligence and make sure it looks good. Yeah, so part that, of it. That seems like it makes makes more more sense. And we've talked to other like we've talked to like insurance people and lenders and stuff like that, and they're like, "There's no way I would like open myself up to the general public yeah. and try to like go try to go market myself to." That's kind of the insanity of of uh, realtors is that like. Hey, everybody in the world then becomes a potential client versus no, no. like you business yourself. to business, and like you, you can talk business speaking, get through that. But yeah. that's cool. Uh, that's that was the thing I noticed on your website. I was like, she's doing. You guys are doing so many ways of of uh, of marketing yourselves to just mainly mainly businesses, really. Yeah. Um, and and are y'all posting stuff on MLS, James? Uh, pause. Can I go shake the dude off my lily? Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. <laughs> So I do intermittent fasting. Nice. And so the problem is, is like we do intermittent fasting and you get a couple of drinks in you. It's just like, oh, yeah. There's there's no food there to like. Gotta go, gotta go pee, man. Gotta go. Gotta go gotta pee. Go. So go do your thing. Well, welcome back. Uh, one thing I did want to ask, which was kind of something I caught from y'all. When did y'all start keeping the property? So y'all started flipping these things and then. 2019. And then I guess, well, if you're, are y'all, were y'all leveraging hard money loans or how would you keep it without having a. To pay back, you know, to pay back the bookie, if you will. Don't let him talk. Yeah. So uh, all of the above. We actually bought our first investment property in 2016. We bought a house in uh, Cat Hollow in Round Rock. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. And uh, wow, my, I wish I'd bought like ten. Yeah. Of those. No shit. You know, holy cow. It was uh, two hundred two thousand dollars. Wow. Uh, two hundred two. We've Market actually pulled, ready. We pulled all of our money That's out of it. That's a steal for anyone listening. Um, used that money to buy other properties, and it cash flows. You know. So, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. It was, yeah. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. So it was. So it wasn't. 
exactly. I mean, it wasn't exactly market driven at the time for you it, for it, y'all to it, start hold, holding some. It wasn't until we when we started flipping um, and we started making some pretty good money on the flip. We realized like, hey, we need to we need to keep some of these. You mm-hmm. know, like we need to you know not just be all cash. Just for that long term, long term like retirement. Right? Yeah. So same. let let somebody else you know, rent them out. Let somebody else pay the mortgage, and you know when we're sixty five, we, we can sell. Yeah, yeah. my last con our, our last conventional loan was like just before I quit my job. Mm. So we did a combination of conventional loans and hard monies and refinanced. We have a couple of DSCR loans. And so like the first one that y'all wanted to keep, <coughs> was it hard money or did y'all did y'all just have to pull a loan out on it? You were like, hey, we flipped uh, this. I did Let's- a hard, we, for, we, for Buckboard, we did a hard money loan on that and then we. Just paid it off? We, actually, no, we paid cash for that one and we did delayed financing on that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which yeah, we with several we did hard money loans, and then we would just refi out of it after we renovated it. Right, uh, Burr, right? right? You know the Burr method is. So, so. And, and then I guess um, each, what would what would kind of make that house be the one y'all keep? Was there just not enough meat on the bones to flip it, or y'all just liked them? Was it just a per- personal choice? Like this one feels good. It, it was a little bit of a combination of you know we being that at this point we're both unemployed so right. to speak i mean we're mm-hmm. self-employed uh so we got to sell some of them right you know just to be able to pay Generate the bills income. and we keep the ones that we can you know that made the most sense um you know like everybody else it, we want it to be uh, cash flow right uh rental good, rates good schools yep right area you know cool so that yeah. kind of organically happened as far as y'all cherry picking the ones that y'all wanted to, mm-hmm. to do and then you, you know i read about y'all too y'all, y'all flipped a good amount of houses yeah 30-ish? That, that's that's yeah. a damn good amount of houses. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's, a, a, that's a lot. That enough alone will make you lose your damn hair. I mean, flipping <laughs> houses like that, no shit. So with that... I didn't need it anyways. <clears throat> well, you pull it off. I you think look you look great, great by the way. You, I, I was going to say, like, I, until I until I uh, read the part about the alopecia, I was just like, she looks very distinguished. and looks like that could have been a choice. It's is become it, part of my personal brand. Is it, cho- is, it cho- is it choice now, or is it, or is it still kind of... Oh, like, no, I have zero hair. My brother uh-huh. calls me a dolphin. That's awesome. Like your skin is so <laughs> That's soft. Awesome. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we, we make dolphin noises to each other. <laughs> That's great. I don't know. Is that what a dolphin noise makes? My only dolphin knowledge is from the old TV show Flipper. Like apparently, I thought that they were just the smartest damn animal ever. <laughs> hey, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Anybody read that? Oh yeah. 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 At the end, it's all about dolphins are controlling everything. They're the ones that exodus, and they know everything's coming, and they. It's the the dolphins that, that know everything, but tangent. But, but so thir- thirty ha- over thirty houses. I mean, you guys have seen some shit. Every house is a little bit different. Um, at that juncture, I mean, so you guys are still actively flipping homes now. Well, actually, we have not flipped anything in the last twelve months. I guess so. Because talk, talk to us about that. Let's let's try to clue in the. The, the audience here, like, what what's going on? They've already heard us talk about it, like, at length from, like, a sales standpoint, but hear, hearing from the boots, you guys are true boots on the ground. Like, yeah. what, sure. what's going on yeah. there, So, you know, back when, you know, pre-COVID, when the market was normal, it was relatively, I wouldn't say easy, but it was, you knew what your, your buy-in, you knew what your ARV was, your after repair value. It was pretty easy to calculate, yeah. you know, because things were normal. And then COVID happened, and... We're like, oh, the market going to take a dump? No, it did the opposite, as we all know now. Yep. And so that was a great time to flip, and everybody and their dog became a flipper. And yeah. Every, you know, because you could buy anything and turn it over in three or four months and you know, make a buck. So well, then, you know, May of 2022 is basically our peak. Um, and then from then on out, rates go up. <clears throat> uh, the market comes down. We're down, what, in Austin, 
28, 30% from our high, something like that. So we didn't want to be, we actually lost some money on a flip. I was going to ask y'all, have y'all taken an L on a few? One time. Just one? Okay. One time we took an L and it was when the market just, we bought it at the wrong time, bought it spring of 2022. Yep. Mm. The market turned. And so we haven't bought anything since because I don't want to try to catch a falling knife. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It seems we've stabilized and we might be getting back to a, a, hopefully a normalish market and we'll get back in the game uh, once we see that. But I didn't want to be the guy there trying to like guess. Right. When the best time to buy was. So. Yeah. I always, I, was, I always tell people, you never know when you're at the peak and you never know when you're at the trough. Yeah. But you can always tell if you're if you're, if you're rolling, going either if you're direction. rolling downhill or yeah. if you're climbing uphill. Mm-hmm. And that's for, for, you know, a lot of us, like trying to find out when you're climbing uphill is it needs you need time and perspective. And things need, need to see some stability in the waters. I feel like we're just now able to kind of feel that after how long has it been since the last Federal Reserve? change has it been six months it's been about six months it's been about six months so then like hey you stop you stop shaking the boat a little bit everything kind of settles down everyone's like okay i might come out might come out and do something but Mm -hmm. you i think everyone still wants to see about a year or so well then it becomes then it becomes a new norm it's like like inflation's going that's what i'm seeing now is these prices are kind of falling down to earth again and then everybody's getting back now i'm more stuff is popping up now because people are used to it it's like that shock value is starting to fade but sure. that flip game it's interesting it's like i i have a bunch of investor clients i always get all the wholesalers hit me up on my listings for 40 percent of what we're listed at it's like yeah. i never understood that it's like you know obviously the seller has expectations right you have a house for 350 a flipper comes in it's like i'll give you 220 it's like in my mind it's like a logical person would be like, I could drop this price to three hundred and still get more than two twenty. It's like the wholesale game is so crazy to me, but it's just it's like that. It's, like, that shock, speed, right? it's like that shotgun yeah, approach. It's, it's, a shotgun. Yep, it's a shotgun approach. It's, it's like you get these can and we're we're doing that too right now with some clients of ours that are trying to do the same thing. It's just about look, let's get a canned email together, let's not bullshit, tell yeah. them what we're gonna offer and just go. And I mean if even if you shoot out a hundred of them, if one of them sticks, it's gonna be worth your while. So it's like when you guys were doing that, I know y'all used a bunch of different avenues and marketing taxes to grab your properties. Did y'all ever go down the road where y'all had to put the five grand down, didn't get, didn't get to check under the hood? It was kind of like a, a whim approach, and y'all had, I mean, that was a lot of what y'all did. Oh, we did, did a lot of those. So. so, and like, what was some of the, the oh shit moments once y'all did get in there? Was there anything that was like, fuck? <laughs> like, well, you know what? We did put down money. Remember that property in Round Rock? We did put a money down on a property in Round Rock that had a pool. We'd never done a pool before. Got the inspection done because we, even though James is a previously an inspector, he didn't have pool experience. And I think we actually lost our earnest money on that one because... Mm-hmm. No, we didn't no, lose earnest money. No, we got on in the option time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was All an right. MLS deal. So, oh, okay. yeah, we just... We well, some of these wholesalers don't even have options. Like five but, five grand, you take yeah. it or leave it if you Here's win the, the bid. Thing. You, when <clears> you buy off market and you are, you are forced to make a decision really quickly, you have to assume the worst on everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Because our philosophy is if it could be solved with money, it's not a problem. So you, that means you just have to get at the right price. Right. So you you can walk into a house from, you know, 2007 and maybe the air conditioner looks good and maybe it doesn't. If you assume the worst and you can solve it. I love that. Yeah, if my, it can be fixed with money, you can figure it out. Just. Yeah, my whole thing was is I would go into a property. If it's a wholesale property, there's, there's big ticket items that I can look at. Oh. And one, does it have cast iron plumbing? Right. If it does. I don't touch it. Yep. I don't want to go there unless there's incredible margin on it. Right. And does it have aluminum wiring? Those are two things that I can't easily fix. 
the roof's bad, the HVAC's bad, well, the foundation. whatever. Foundation? I mean, do you, foundation, do you fuck with foundation? Uh, foundation's a problem, too, especially if it's... But that's a coupling with, with um, the cast, cast iron. iron. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So if it's, if it's PVC and the foundation's a little bit settled, yeah, maybe it's not a big deal. It's cast iron. You're like, all right, we're... We're gonna be seventy grand into this before we even right. blink an eye. You absolutely right. hate it because then they have to like they have to tunnel underneath it. They got a tunnel underneath. You got a tunnel. It's pure beam, yeah. you know. And so yeah, we typically never touch anything with. Uh, I've never touched anything with cast iron. Never touched aluminum. anything with aluminum wiring. And we actually haven't touched any severe foundation issues. Okay. So that means that y'all are completely avoiding the east side right now. <laughs> oh, we've oh, always we we always never bought it. Yeah. We love nineteen seventy six and an after. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm there too. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I want to, I want to see you like. Uh, I feel like the golden spot is like seventy six to eighty two because that's before you have these like Mass homogenous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like they got five, you got five floor plans throughout the entire neighborhood, and in, in my neighborhood presently, nineteen eighty four. I have this. The same floor plan is there's like seven or eight houses on my street. Yeah, as me, and I'm that's like, how it yeah. turned. And, and our neighborhood, I mean, different elevations, but still, like yeah. you, when you walk into your neighbor's house, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, in our neighborhood, uh, we live in the your know, Balcones Country Club is. Yeah, uh, the, there's like a seventy late seventies early eighties neighborhood. There's not a single house that's the same. I've always yeah. wanted to golf there. We never like come around there. Jollyville yeah. area. Just north of that, yeah. Anderson yeah, yeah. Mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that 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 whole area is is beautiful. And everybody was, and as soon as uh, the market started blowing up, that area in particular, I feel like Ooh, we got in just grabbed before. so many people, especially folks <laughs> trying to get trying to get over into Apple too. Yeah, um, like that yeah, area. We flipped our way into that neighborhood. I'm oh, so proud yeah. of that. That's yeah, rad. it was. I tell so, people all the time, like as. I can't. I couldn't afford to buy my house now. Yeah, <laughs> shit. That's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so the um, when y'all I always like to ask or think about this with, did y'all have kind of the standard flip aesthetics that y'all kept with with every house? I mean, it's like well, we're gonna use the same color scheme, uh, same. We, we know it. Well, yeah, the green we did start there. Everybody's falling on the house with the green gray for a while. Green gray, white trim. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, the one, the only thing that we really are like number one criteria really for for a house is single story. Oh, is that for y'all? You feel like just because ah, yeah. the premium resales it, it's a, better it's a, it's is a premium, yeah. you know? Because yeah, well, like the aesthetics are like, did y'all the same countertops you threw in there? I mean, the same. No, same kind no, of, we we did y'all get creative? Were, we were constantly evolving, and that was because of her. So mm-hmm. I was kind of boots on the ground, getting it all installed and and organizing the team. But she was really good about being on Instagram. You know, being on uh, the Pinterest, TikTok, TikTok, Pinterest, and keeping up with the latest trends. Because right. you know, we first started, it was agreeable gray and shaker. Yep, shaker so cameras. Ended, it was uh, alabaster white and doing European style, you know, oak cabinetry. You know, so it it, it changes. changes every. It's like every it's like month. clothing. You know? Yeah, but I think the California flat European style is here for a while. Yeah, I mean so. it, it. It all changes. I mean, dark, darker tones are, are coming, coming at, coming pretty strong. Where for yeah. a while there was the the Chip and Joanna Gaines, you know, farmhouse white, everything. you know, shiplap. Oh, don't you show know. me any more shiplap. I mean, that was no. pink though back then, and then <laughs> oh, yeah. now it's shifted to like now I see a lot of flavors of like those emerald greens and like yep. dark, dark, dark blues that almost look black, and yep. a lot of gold tones to accent that, and mm-hmm. which I think is sexy, kind of like your nails. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I saw them. 
Yeah, just, uh, but yeah. th- th- those are all things that I see. And I'm, I'm always curious to see. I mean, you guys were in it, as Justin has been saying, boots on the ground. So you've seen the trends change. Oh, yeah. It's like well, I, I have a lot of. There was a, a apartment guy that would flip apartment complexes, and he he used the same goddamn thing on everything. So much so that he like created a warehouse and like his own regime of business yeah. that did nothing but buy that material. Yeah. And it's like that, there's got to be a, a, a dead end to that. Yeah. The, the the risk is the shelf life will end. Yeah, it has to. Right. Well, no matter what you do, in 20, 30 years from now, people are going to look at it and they're going to be like, what the hell are they thinking? What were you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to change. The different styles of homes, you know, throughout, I mean, you can tell 70s home versus the 90s home, and 80s home versus the 2000s home. It's so, it's like the sunken floors, you know? I mean, like, think about how cool that was back in the day. You know, you start stubbing your toe, you eat shit in the middle of the night. Yeah, but it's like too many many whiskeys and fall down. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Let me me ask you, what's your opinion on, uh, on painted brick? On like what's the lasting well, power it. of that? We've done it. Well, yeah. because we flip it, it doesn't really matter. But I wouldn't do it to my. Well, no, we 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 painted our stucco. We have like Monterey stucco. That's di- different. Stucco's yeah, but different. stucco's painted. Brick though, versus yeah. stone. I keep seeing these flippers right on now the color that are painting that are painting all these like natural limestone and brick. And I'm like, once you paint it, I mean, I've never seen a painted limestone. I've seen brick a bunch, but you've seen like limestone. Uh, oh yeah. I, I'll yeah, say yeah. I, I saw, I saw something. Yeah. Oh, I saw something today across the street from the place that I was just at. Well, what do you know? Oh my gosh. Oh my with gosh, uh, black what trim a, on the outside. The first house I flipped the, the one I was telling you about, we painted the, the uh, fireplace, the brick, brick fireplace. And I, I felt like that added a little touch. Well, we started doing with brick fireplaces and even stone fireplaces that we started tiling over them. Okay. You know, just, just completely changes the look. Well, how do you, makes what so do you do? Fun. You put like, you, I guess you got to get a flat substrate to tile over, right? So you just, yeah. well, brick you like float, float the well, fireplace, well, I guess? Brick, or what? brick is easy, obviously, because it's pretty yeah. flat. Yeah. But stone, but stone's it, can, it can be done too. If you got good guys, they, they'll basically float so it. It's all about the trades, huh? Yeah. It's all about yeah. the guys yeah. you have to, yeah. to do it. We got Which, really good tile guys. We've had them and, for, since day one. And how long did it take you guys to kind of build the arsenal? Because, you know, if anybody's done anything in the flipping game, it's all about your the leverage that you have for the people actually doing the work, how they how well they can do it, the price point they can do it. Did that take you guys a while to kind of catch those gears and to make build sure? Your team? Yeah, not not too much because uh, yeah, I mentioned earlier my <clears throat> broker and another friend of ours who was a, a flipper kind of uh, gave us some of their guys that they trusted, so we already kind of had that advantage. Mm-hmm. And then over time, like some of the guys have changed, you know, but the. The one consistent thing that we that hasn't changed since day one is our tile guy. Tile guys, tile man. guys, tile guys. Great tile guys. They, you know, Phenomenal. and they're you know we we pay them on time. If I say I got a job, they're there in a heartbeat, job. and they do excellent work. Good. Um, you can always find a painter. All right. Uh, you can find a you can find a drywall guy. Exactly. The tiles, you know, but the tiles. not every painter's creative. I feel like drywall is one of those deals where you can have some 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 errors and little margins of error. Okay. There's some goofballs with painting, a texture gun. I mean, for yeah. sure. painting. I'm, I'm not a big fan. There's a there's a big big broad variance of painters. I think in my experience, there's a variance well, there's, of HVAC guys, yeah. roof guys, all over the place. All of them. Yeah, all of you're, them. you're only as good as the trades that you. But you know, don't nitpick on price. Right. Right? If what they do, give you peace of mind, stick to that. What do you get? The two of the three quality, price, time. Yeah, speed. you take two. Speed. Yeah, the rule of three. Uh, the and it depends on how you want to name these things, but cost, quality, and, and speed. then co- communicate. I was gonna say communication and and um, 
reliable reliability. Yeah. You know, like they're there when they say that they're gonna be there. They're gonna respond back when you when you have something wrong. But you get two out of the three. Now you guys can you we can nuance we can nuance that. Let's add like eight more in there. Yeah, yeah, we should just create our own yeah. acronym. Yeah, right. They text, gotta be good looking. Text only. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotta look good. Make yeah. me feel good about myself. Compliment me. So what is it? So it feels like it sounds like uh, the the flipping game for you guys right now is like market is market dependent. You are kicking ass on 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 your on your midterm uh, on your midterm game. What what do y'all feel like y'all need to see to go back into flipping? Uh, to is and it, are you just kind of saying are, are y'all are y'all holding right now until like the right thing shows up? You're like a deal I can't refuse, or are y'all still kind of testing the waters here or there? Like it sounds like it's not it sounds like it's not yeah. the predominant thing. Yeah, anymore. I think I'm just kind of waiting to see that we're truly at least on a on a plateau or maybe slightly going up. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? So I think there's always good deals. So I don't think there's anything stopping us from going into a flip, but we're not actively pursuing something. Like we're not. Jones in to get it done, mm-hmm. but if the right deal comes along, we'd be in, in the opportunity to buy it. Risk reward, like if someone's going to offer you something for a dollar, it's kind of hard to refuse it. But yeah. I mean, who's doing that? And then, and then what? Are, what are your margins to make? Well, for you guys, like, is there a percentage margin that y'all feel like this is a yes versus a versus a no? Like, do y'all say yep, thirty percent or something like? Is there is there a percentage that you guys feel like I did the numbers? Nope, we're not we're not reaching threshold. Yeah, I would or is say that personal. You don't yeah, have to answer. Right yeah, there. I mean, it's yeah. You need to make a decent amount of money, All right? right? <clears throat> to worth make it. it worth your time. Yeah. Um, I talked earlier, like our first flip. I mean, I'll just be candid. Like we made nine thousand dollars, right? And I did mm-hmm. all the work while we were both fully employed. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, and on the weekend, your dollar like, per hour is go, like fifty cents. Going there to check on guys. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. It was like you know, but it was enough to be like, all right, you know, we didn't lose money. Right. And plus, I paid 3% to, uh, we talked about this earlier, to my broker, who she then told me, she's like, get your license. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be paying you 3% to list your listing for you, you know? Um, So then we, you know, we got to the next one and we made a little more and we made a little more and they made a little more and just got a little smarter about it. And, but, you know, a lot of the smartness was, you know, thank goodness my broker was saying, hey, get your license. You have to. It's such a big leverage piece. I mean, kind of circling back to that. You know, potentially six percent if you're buying on MLS and selling MLS. Yeah, six percent spreads a ton. You know? Even if I wasn't in the game, I think I would. You know, just keep it in case I wanted to buy my own personal property. It's like you know, I mean, new construction. You can throw that around like a damn He-Man sword. You know, it's like you can do whatever you want with. Yeah, things. yeah, I got a five percenter on one. Yeah, that some friends bought the other day. Yeah. They put my name. Well, down. Just like put your dance you know? like yeah. an apartment leasing. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't hurt. But I also want to like discourage people from just like f- saturating the market. I mean, as long as they don't days, get in. Yeah, yeah we, we're not. luckily seeing a redu- we're we're seeing a reduction in that. But I think that. Um, was, we were talking with some friends uh, and a few podcasts ago. It might be the one that can't go to air just because we got a little too fucking rowdy. But <laughs> yeah, um, there's one we're saying like when we started, it was like archives. probably about less than ten thousand agents in the Austin area, and then at you know peak mark peak market, there was like twenty. 20 plus thousand agents or something in the area something something ridiculous to where it feels really watered down because you have too many too many weekend wars i would like john said there's there's some risks involved if you're licensed and you're doing the flipping game um but also there's there's also a lot of benefits like how much is that three you know three percent 
each time, uh, each side. I guess that would total to maybe six percent each side. I mean, it's huge, yeah. But, I mean, now um, going in, you can leverage it if you get it on market. I mean, that's a big piece. I mean, that that saves you. I, I think it, I think it I think it can only stand to help you if you if you have if you have it. Um, if you don't, if you, as, but that's as long as you're not trying to do wild and crazy stuff and not disclose or not do what you're supposed to, not do what you're supposed to do as, as flipping all, however, yeah. you have some externalities, but I always think that it's, that it's important, uh, to have those, those skills there just, just to know and to save on the money. That always makes sense. And you, you mentioned earlier, just like the, from 10 to 20,000 agents, I feel like, you know, from <clears throat> 2019 to 2022, you know, we went from. A thousand to five thousand flippers. Yeah, you know? oh, same and, thing. And you know, I never want to see anybody fail, but we know firsthand a lot of people got into the game late. Yeah, and they got their hands caught in the cookie jar, and they lost a bunch of money, and they're no longer flipping. So in a way, it will thin the herd a little bit. There's like a yeah, six yeah. month period where you saw the stragglers that like bought when they shouldn't have, and just like, oh yeah, what do I do? They're calling just, us. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, and that's so I, I run a women's real estate group here oh. in Austin. So, you know, I work with people, they, I get asked to consult a lot about real estate and what to do, what the options are. And I can't tell you how many people have called me to say like, I think I bought at the wrong time. I'm completely underwater. I don't know what to do. And unfortunately, really, at that point, their best option, if, if the numbers even work, is to just sell the property at the note value, get them out from underneath it, yeah. and that's it. Move on. Yeah, save your credit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You save yeah. your credit. Because the, the, the rental rates yeah. went you down. You don't get your time back, but if it, but if your credit's messed up for the next seven, how long yeah. is it? Seven years. Seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, seven years. I mean, that's gonna limit uh, income potential. It's gonna hurt your insurance. It's gonna hurt a yeah. lot of yeah. stuff. You just gotta yeah. suck it up and take the loss. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, part of the game, sense. though. I mean, there's there's that no risk and no biscuit, man. No pressure, no diamonds kind of deal. So. It is what it is, but and then last question that I have for y'all. So, when, do y'all do short term now too, as well, or is it only midterm? We have a couple of short term. We have one short term that we own. Okay, it's our cabin. Is that the one that New Year's Eve? Okay, no, not yeah. the New Year's Eve one. And then we host a couple of other. So I have a property management company as well that specializes in midterm rentals. Nice. This is a company that you are that you've. I'm this is yours. With, yeah. Okay, nice. Hestia 360. Nice. And. Uh, we have a couple of short-term rentals under there, but our primary focus is midterm. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. the short-term game's crazy, man. I've, I know we were touching on this a little bit before we started, Aaron, but to me, it seems like such a pain in the ass, dude. Like just the oh, turnover. Man. Yeah, when I got a taste of midterm, I was like, this is so much easier. I'm not chasing cleaners on Sundays. Yeah, I'm not, you know, running to the store to get toilet paper. I'm not getting paper towels. I'm not, you know, there's just. The freedom of time when it comes to midterm rentals, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your hotel within a city, it's like you have to go run around everywhere. It's yeah. Like every, your rooms are all over. Um, we get we get asked we get asked all the time for, for that, but the, the thing that I have to tell people because we're we don't, they're typically not furnished with ours because we'll tell landlords either you know, pretty much yeah no 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 furnishings unless you have to take care of it and how what if they're there for like two years yeah then, then, the then, what, then what happens to a vinyl chair when it's got a bunch of like fart stains in it and whatnot like how can we how can we quality control that wobbly leg in the back and and what does that mean like when they move out uh, so um, you know I, I definitely want to make sure that we that we round the bases here what's so what's so we we talked about y'all doing your flipping we talked about your your uh, your management game. Um, what's next? What is next? I think really for me is really to put Hestia at the forefront of the consumer mind. 
that there is and can be a brand mm-hmm. standard like a Hilton Hotel mm-hmm. in the midterm rental space. And mm-hmm. I can take that, qualify all the hosts and bring that to the businesses that care. Like when we, when we relocated with uh, in 2014, you know, we got a relocation package at Apple. They put me in a three bedroom, two bath apartment, you know, with our two kids, with our dog. We had a nanny at the time. And it's it's. I didn't feel like that was a great experience because we came from a 3,000 square foot house in Chicago mm-hmm. and then they put us in this 1,500 square foot apartment. I think I could provide the exact same experience in a Hestia home, you know, three bedroom, two bath, 2,000 square feet, you know, and for about the same price. I think it's just a matter of educating and closing the gap and bringing that midterm rental host to the consumer that demands it. And I think that's, that's going to be my primary focus for 2024. Yeah, I think I think it's a really cool. And it's scalable. It, it's scalable because you're not because you're bringing people in unless I mean, you, even unless yeah. I mean, even if you got yeah, if you got it set up to go to the consumer too. I mean, it made it yeah. that that size. That would be. I mean, I get the ease of what you're doing now. Yeah. But if you built it up to where you could be the next Airbnb, but on more of a bigger platform that was more affordable and created that, that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you can you can avoid having to like have the craziest widgeted uh, website, oh, you have a nice website, but it sounds like you can avoid that, having to have that consumer focus just by focusing on those, those corporates yeah. who will need those resources. Yep. And you don't, and you don't have, you don't have to do, you don't have to do the tap dancing that we we're talking about earlier to consumers like yep. the public. That's rad. That's very cool. Are you going to start flipping again? I think right. so. We'll see see what Come the market on. does here, but it's, look, right. it's, it's looking like it's you can maybe, do it. Yeah, looking yeah. like it's maybe going that route. I think we're going to see see uh, some opportunities. I had a great you know twenty twenty three. Had a great year of just being a, a traditional real estate agent. Yeah, so, you know. So you're slanging lot, deals too. You're, I, I, you're, oh, I had a lot of you're getting out yeah. and slanging. Yeah, good. Yeah, that was a good year for that. So, good man. Yeah, it worked out really well. I kept kept the uh, the ship well afloat. You know, while we were on a pause. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 been a fun year representing buyers. Hell yeah, <laughs> right. That's what we're talking about. I mean, it's yeah. not fun being a listing agent. No, right now, but I, I had a couple of listings and it was you know it's a little I, like, dicey. Hey, that mon- that Monday morning you wake up. Yeah, it was like, a, literally the falling knife. You know, like it was yeah. from February to May when it was when you did oh, yeah. your listing I, contracts. Client, like I I could have sold this house for eight hundred fifty thousand dollars if a year ago. I'm like. Yeah, take off twenty five percent, and that's about. I could have bought Apple yeah. stock back yeah. in the nineties, but I didn't. You know, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what you say. Uh, well, uh, to stay true to our time, we'll kind of wrap this up. One thing we like to do on the tail end of this, and, and thank you guys for coming. Y'all have been a hoot. Um, we this is great. I love this. We connection. always we always keep this open too for other episodes. If y'all want, y'all can kind of do it in tandem since y'all are kind of a tandem pair. Um, if y'all can pick out one person that y'all can call out, maybe two, to come and, and be a guest on our show. I want you to look deep in the eye of, of deep, the camera. The one deep, that's deep most likely call, pointing call at someone you. out that you think would fit and jive with us. Just like a, a challenge. I challenge here. you to come on here because yeah, they've got, got a story one. to tell. They've got a they've got a market segment. It doesn't have to be purely real estate either. We we try to we try to cater to most things financial or, or things real estate adjacent. So we've had hmm. lenders, insurance people on. We've had. Uh, we haven't done commercial brokers yet. Who, who Title company. I, got, I have two really good ideas. Yeah. So the first one is Lydia Renee. She teaches people about wholesaling. Oh, come on, Lydia. So she teaches people about how to find deals, how to have the conversations. Her Facebook group is amazing. It's called uh, Wholesaling 101 for Newbies. Okay. The is she local? One, she is local. She lives here. Awesome. Uh, not that far. Circle C, I think. Okay. Oh, yeah. The right second one, Kristen Gerst. She lives in Dallas. Okay. 
She focuses on note investing. Mm. Are you familiar with note investing? No. no. Buying and selling notes. Curious. Wow. You need to you need to know her. Good to know. Amazing. That's cool. We'll, yeah, we'll get you down here. Fruit. Yeah, yes. I like it. And I that's love it. that's real estate adjacent. <clears throat> People don't realize that you can make money buying, performing, or underperforming notes. So yeah, I mean, it's, there's uh, all it's kinds of avenues. I did my first uh, stint at um, at being at playing like a, a short term lender last year. And that was that was an interesting experience. Be like, all right, you take my money. I've got to make peace if it doesn't come back. I know I did that. I hope it comes too. back. Yeah, it's like, uh, but it worked out. I had I had a the person who I did the people who I did the loan with uh, were stand up people. And I felt very very confident with them. It's the next step to be like, all right, I don't know you. Let's just yeah. Here's my. Well, I know someone that lost a couple suggestions. hundred grand. Oh. On who you did on a private loan deal? Ugh. No, not Ugh. me, but someone. Someone oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. that would be hurt. That would hurt. Uh, it's part of it but that's rad well, thank, uh, well you thank you guys again um how can folks find you online tell us your website tell us your your handles real fast in case they want to reach out to you and do business with you we want we're, we're hoping our audience will give them business well you start james so <clears throat> best place to find us is austin house flippers so we have a tiktok youtube and um Instagram uh, Instagram page. So I'm looking for the third one there. I'm not the social media guy. That's her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how do you find? Uh, I have a Instagram, uh, Vivian Yip underscore official, as well as a Facebook group for investors looking to learn more about uh, midterm rentals. It's called Midterm Rental Wealth with Vivian Yip. And... I'd love to see you in my group. Let's Learn go. Out. Let's grow it. Yeah. Thank you, Let's everybody, go. for another Thank exciting episode yeah. of Rough Housing Podcast. We appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe, like the bell, follow us, Ding. share. Share. Let's do it. Catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.